0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 17th episode of Nick's Notes. I'm your host, Nick Desai, and I wish this new year was starting with better news than being on the fifth day of the year and there being over 1 million new U.S. cases of COVID per day. With the Omicron variant spreading like a raging wildfire and no control in sight, I decided to devote this episode To the pandemic. I think talking about anything else at this particular juncture in American life is dramatically irresponsible. And I think that most of us, and certainly most of the people that listen to these episodes, are fed up. We've had it up to here. We've wore our masks, we got our vaccines, we got our boosters. And yet, we are not able to live our lives with anything close to normalcy. America has 4% of the world's population and has had 20% of the world's COVID cases. Five times what we should have. Over 60 million Americans now have or had had COVID. Over 1 million that we know of are living with long COVID. We don't know what the long term sequela is yet of short COVID for the people who have recovered. And 830,000 people have died, with 1,500 people about dying every day, which means we will easily cross 1 million deaths from COVID in a two year period. And part of this, I could make this entire episode about politics. And I think that everyone knows my particular political persuasion. If you listen to this podcast, you certainly know um, my persuasion. Um, But I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention a single president or politician by name. What I am going to instead do is talk about the dramatic failure of America as a country. Because we've now gone through this through two administrations through two presidents different approaches without a vaccine with the vaccine different variants and it's incredibly frustrating and i'll give you an example of the first part of this that is extremely troubling to so many millions of us who are following the rules and who are trying to keep their families safe my children attend los angeles unified school district the nation's second largest public school district And we are happy to attend a public school district where they enforce testing twice a week, which is phenomenal. And they enforce masks, which is also great. And they decided that there would be a vaccine mandate for all kids over 12 for this January, for the school district, the school year that starts this coming Monday. And 88% of the kids, 88% of the kids in the school district over the age of 12 did go and get their vaccines. That's phenomenal. That's great. But because 12% of the kids didn't, what well, they had two options. Tell those 12%, great, you're not coming to campus, you can do remote learning until you decide to get vaccinated. Or doing what they did, which is relax the rules. Okay, we're going to delay the vaccine mandate because we can't piss off those 12% of kids and parents. So what was the motivation to get the vaccine? for the 88% of their kids and their families who took time out of their work, got the vaccine, followed the rules. The same thing is happening in professional sports, and these people are, quote-unquote, are role models. In New Jersey, a guy named Kyrie Irving, who sat out with an absurd excuse for not getting vaccinated, is now being allowed to play professional basketball and make $35 million a year. It's an outrage. It's an outrage to any of us who are following the rules we and this is not for a lack of money between the the small business what was that loan program i forget the acronym um and direct payments and stimulus we have spent eight trillion dollars directly on assistance for this vaccine eight trillion dollars directly yet There are no tests available. President Biden has promised 500 million tests. When? We need the test now. And 500 million is an order of magnitude too small because every single American should be tested every 72 hours. If you do the math, we need 3 billion tests a month. And that costs a fraction of the $8 trillion that we've already spent. Did we not know? After the different variants that have already come, after Delta, we have the smartest engineers, scientists, biologists, chemists, immunologists, viral virologists, epidemiologists in the world here, the greatest schools, the greatest universities, the Centers for Disease Control, the National Institute of Health, the Department of Health and Human Services. Did we not know that viruses mutate and have variations? Did we not know that? Is Omicron really a surprise to us? Were we not prepared, thinking there might be another variant? Why weren't there tests sitting in the homes of every single American family? And before you tell me, yeah, but Nick, some people just aren't going to follow the rules. Yes, that's true. And that is a tragedy of educate lack of education, ignorance, and troglodytes, and people politi- putting political favor over American lives. And that's a whole separate conversation, but there's a lot of power that the federal government does have. And the federal government is people controlled right now by people who technically do hold that power, right? Why is it airports are controlled by federal law? Why is it that there are federal law that not only to go on an airplane, which Canada has as an example, but to go into an airport, every single person needs a vaccine, and a mask, and you're checked outside. Airports is one of the most secure places in America. They check you. They make you take off your shoes. They can't make sure you have a vaccine. For that matter, why isn't there a national vaccine registry so that these QR codes work? And there's one system. There's tons of billionaires and trillion-dollar companies that are in the tech industry who, if asked by the government, I am assured, for no money, would build a system that would take competent group of coders, probably a week to build, that would create a national QR code, and if you're vaccinated, you're scanned, and you can go in, and you can wear your mask. And why is that important? It's important because if you can't go in the airport, and you can't get on the airplane, you can't travel, and it limits the spread of a highly contagious variant like Omicron. Why isn't that true at every school in America? We've built walls around our schools. We've turned our schools into prisons because of the rampant school shooting problem. So if we can control who comes in and who comes out, there are schools in America with metal detectors. Why aren't there vaccine scanning systems? Why aren't there at the universities, at the schools, at every mall, at every public institution, library, bookstore, post office, everything that we can do should be done to make sure that every American has tests, vaccines, and masks is wearing them correctly so we can control this pandemic. And you can argue with me that the countries who have very good control over the pandemic, like China, are not democratic and the people aren't free. First of all, I don't think that a million deaths and a million long COVID cases and counting is particularly free. doesn't meet my definition of freedom. But even if it meets yours, Japan is a free country. Korea is a free country. India is a free country. Look at their COVID cases per capita. And one of those countries, India, has four times the population and one-third the land mass and considerably less money. The total GDP of India in a year is not $3 trillion. We've already spent $8 trillion just on the pandemic. And I, if I sound angry... It's because I am, it's because I'm angry and it's because I'm frustrated. And I think my anger and frustration speaks for, we keep talking about the 12% and the this percent, and the that percent, the people who won't wear their, wear their masks below their nose. I have spent a week recently in Banff in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I spent a week with my family in Banff. Every single restaurant scans for your vaccine. They have a national vaccine QR code. Every single restaurant scans for it. Everybody cooperates. Everybody wears a mask. And guess what? Everybody knows how to wear a mask above their nose. Wearing a mask under your nose is a uniquely American stupidity. And it is not acceptable. And we do know how to solve these problems. When 3,500 Americans were killed on September 11th, 21 years ago now, we, 21 years ago last year, we know we went. We declared a war on terror. And you could argue with the results and the approach, but when one guy tried to blow up an airplane unsuccessfully with his shoe, every single American who goes to every single airport to get on every single airplane takes off their shoes. We can't make people wear masks correctly. And yes, there are state laws and federal laws, and I understand all this. But most interstate travel Most public universities, most public education systems, all airports, and many national parks, libraries, post offices are controlled by the federal government. And we have the power and the resources to say this far and no further. American, and this is not about control, police state, please stop that. This is about stopping death stopping disease. And let's not say Omicron is milder, because we don't know the long-term sequelae of COVID yet. We don't know the impact on lungs, on nervous systems, on brains. And the children under five in this country still cannot get vaccinated. We have built vaccines, but we haven't managed to approve them for children under five. There are four-year-olds that weigh more than my eight-year-olds, but they can't get vaccinated? It's ludicrous to think about. But, and by the way, what are we doing? This is before most public school districts in America. Today's numbers are before most public school districts in America which have taken the, we're just going to give up. We're going to fail. You know what Americans can tolerate and have the strength for? If something didn't work, but we tried. How many times did we try to get to the moon before we did? How many times did we try to build so many of the things that work. There's a time in the history of everything that works when it didn't. And Americans are up for that challenge. We fought world wars and one. We put people on the moon. We created the transistor. We created the internet. We cured polio. We've done all of these things. Americans don't like quitting. And it feels like the entire public infrastructure in the United States is thrown in the towel and quit. And it is completely disenfranchising, demotivating and deflating to the people who are trying to do what is right to keep themselves and their community and their families and their friends and neighbors and their fellow students in their schools safe. And there are some people who have made this about politics and are always going to stick to that end of the spectrum. And I'm sure I'm going to get hate tweets and hate comments to this podcast i see it on linkedin when i post comments about getting vaccinated okay let's do everything we can and then we'll talk about that have we done everything we can no are we doing what other smart countries are doing no are we enforcing common sense rules that the federal government does have the power to enforce no are we anticipating the next variant you know what's going to happen Lots of people are going to get Omicron, another 20 million people, before this is over. They will subside, and they'll have short-term immunity. And everyone will think everything's okay, and everything will be open, and masks will be gone. And guess what? Another variant will come along and sock us, because we won't be ready. We won't be thinking ahead. We won't be prepared. Is that what we did after 9-11? Said, okay, well, this one happened. Let's all move on. Nothing to see here. No no one's dying. Nothing, whatever. Those people died. Whatever. Let's forget about them. And let's move on. No, we took every single step, humanly possible, to ensure that on American soil in the next two decades, there's not been that caliber of foreign-driven terrorist attack. Why can't we do this for this pandemic? We can we should and we must because if one child dies, if one person dies, if one person has long-term sequelae and we had a way to prevent it, stop it, mitigate it, or make it less and we don't do it, we are a failure as a country and Americans are not failures. We are the, supposedly the greatest country in the world and we need to recapture that pride, that civic spirit, and that commitment to say this place will be better, and we will try harder, and we will do more. And I hope that every person at every level of every government in every state, city, and federal level in this country watches this and thinks, you know what? We need to do more, better, faster, sooner. And until then, I'm not gonna stop talking about this, and neither should you. Thank you, everyone, I appreciate your time. If you like this podcast, this episode in particular, take the time to share it, comment on it, and help spread the word. Thank you.